Cut. Oh, fucking cut. Now I'm gonna you go buy. No, no, I'm gonna go purchase one. That's the problem. This, this ain't for me. Well, I was like, you know, the background is mom and dad was addicted to crack cocaine. Okay, right. All praises to the Most High. Hi, how are you? I am Doc Holiday, and welcome to another episode of the Doc Holiday Show. Y'all know what this show is. We all about uplifting black men, black women. Black child, black teens, all about the royalty because, as I say, man, we get enough negative images and negative influence talking about us. We need to control the platform, and this is all about uplift, showing some positive brothers and sisters doing some positive things. And today I am joined by a positive brethren, not a sister. He's a positive brother that's doing some positive things. My guy, Quentin McGowan, we just call him QQ. What's happening, man? What's going on, Doc? How you doing today, brother? What is the deal, bro? First of all, man, thank you. Welcome to the Doc Holiday Show, man. For people who don't know, Quinn is a is a barber. You know, he calls himself a master barber. I still don't know what a master barber is. I think it's a dude that just cuts hair very, very well. But I like to call you and House and everybody in the TBZ zone. You know, y'all, yeah, that's the chop shop. Because y'all be laying down them chops. But Quinn is a master barber, TBZ zone, but he's also an entrepreneur. He doing some great things, but I'm going to get up off of that. Q, you tell the people, man, a little bit of your back, your background. Oh, man, shoot. Hey, I'm a uh, son of uh, son of three. <laughs> son of three. Son, I mean, no, come on back in. Come on back in. It's live TV. No, son, of, <laughs> son of Son of Son of Cut. <laughs> oh, fucking cut. Keep the first one. I'm out of here, man. <laughs> no, no. Man, first of all, a little quick tell y'all about Q. Q is what you call a master barber. And master barbers, I think, you know, it's just a fancy way that nigga can cut your hair real, real good. You know what I'm saying? Real, real well. But he works at the TBZ zone, the barber zone. Episode, y'all seen Marcus Brittman. He was in the episode before House. He's the owner of the show. And them two dudes together, man, they just do some great things. I like to call it the chop shop. But, Quinn, not only you just being a barber right now, tell the people a little bit where you from, man. I, I say you, we from the city of Memphis, from the state of Memphis, because we our own little area. But what part of Memphis you from, man? Just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Man, shoot. Man, I'm Quinn, man. I'm from uh, the White Haven area, you know, slash Lakeview Garden. Lake, LVG? LVG, correct. Fairly high school, right? Fairly high school graduate. Now you you now you cut hair, but how how long have you been in the haircutting business, man? Oh man. And I think, man, I started back when, you know, back in ninety one. I was, man, leaving ninth grade, headed to the tenth grade. My mom, man, raising four sons. She said, out of all four of y'all, somebody ought to know how to cut some hair. You know, and she said, Look, uh Bob, look like you got the hands for it, but it was me. You know, and I learned, you know, how to cut hair, man. And, Show my brother, you know, Bob, you know, how to do it. And my younger brother, you know, now they take care of themselves, you know, or at least one of them do the youngest, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about myself. But, you know, it's, 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 it's more to that story than that because now you're at a point and you're at a level where you're cutting hair, you're doing extremely well, but you're doing other things as well. But the process of cutting hair, man, now people see you now and they see you doing well and, you know, your prices are your prices. You know what I'm saying? It's well worth it because you chop cats up because not only let you hook the beard up and everything, but it's all about that process. When you first started cutting hair, man, what you would I mean, pro people probably can't even understand it. I know you used to cut, you used to cut my hair for free, man, because yeah, I was playing I football it. at Memphis State. But even back then, man, your first prices were like two, three dollars, five dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
$2, you know, back in the bedroom, you know, trying to make things happen, you know, helping mom and my brothers, you know, uh, hold things down. What, what did you always have that entrepreneurial spirit? It seemed like you always knew it. Knowing you, it seemed like you always knew you had to have your hands on something that you wanted to make some money. You wanted to make something happen. Oh, yeah. Watching my mom struggle, you know, raising us, you know, and it just put that drive and determination in me to where I said I had to go out here and do it. You know, I got to go out here and get it, you know, by any means necessary. Talk about that struggle, man, because a lot of a lot of us come from some tough backgrounds. And my, my background was it wasn't, you know, it, it, I grew up in a neighborhood. You know, we was into some into some things, but it really wasn't tough because it was two parent households with. You know, my mom died when I was 11 and it was four of us. So, you know, my dad raised us. And, but, you know, you come, you know, coming from a similar situation. But, you know, hearing some of your stories, just, just talk about, man, the struggles that you and your brothers went through with your mom and just not having enough food to eat sometimes and lights and stuff. Because a lot of people are dealing with the same things and there's always a way to pull yourself up out of that. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember those days, man, you know. Uh, mom not having enough money, you know, hey, when we were going to the, you know, Baptist churches back in the day, you know, and now it's time for offering mom turning that purse to the side, you know, taking out those few coins and stuff, you know, she may put a nickel in my hand, two pennies in the other brother's hand, you know, to put in the plate, you know, I remember those days, you know, when mom had to burn those candles, you know, because hey, look, the light bill was short, you know, and they, hey, we had to burn those candles, you know, to make those things, you know, put some light in the house, you know. Uh, man, shoot. <laughs> man, hey, I mean, the struggle was real, you know. Moms used to wait, man, till we got finished eating and uh, take the scraps from what, you know, we didn't eat and make a meal, you know, for herself. And I saw that as a kid. And, you know, I used to always ask the Lord, you know, I mean, hurry up and raise me up so I can help my mom, you know, because I saw her, you know, as a single parent, you know, and trying to put it together for us four boys, you know, man, it, it really touched my heart, you know, and it put something in me. It lit, it lit a spark in me, you know, a fire in me, you know, to where I feel like, look, hey, I got to do something. Now, coming from, uh, you, I want to say humble beginnings, humble background, because a lot of times, even though we don't have a lot of things financially, but you all had a lot of love, man. Your mom, extremely supportive. You got your brothers, you all there. Just coming from that, but coming from that and seeing where you are now, man, talk about that process, because, you you cut at the barber zone, but you've been a business owner as well. Talk about the mentality you you've had to have, even before you got that first business. All these other uh, other things that you've gotten your hands in, and always found a way, you know, to make some money and make a living. Man, shoot, man, those things there, man. Some of the things that I had to do, um, man. I mean, I, I remember back, you know, uh, even when I like years ago, I used to work for Oak Tree in the Southland Mall. You know, and I was one of those type of kids, you know, um, when the things at the, at the store didn't sell, you know, like, you know, using, for example, we had some watches, you know, in the store and they wouldn't sell, you know, and they went down to like maybe $4 and uh, I would get a, an additional 40% off of everything, you know, that I bought out of the store. And uh, after I bought all those watches, I bought about 20 of them and I would take them back to the school after I bought them, you know, for extremely low price, I would take them back to the school and sell them for $10 a piece, you know. So, I mean, I would flip that money, you know, like that, you know. Uh, Hold on, what, at what school? Fairly? Fairly high Damn, school. bro, you ain't never sell me no watch? Man. That's what, it's, it's but like, you know, you used to always get out of my way when uh, I came, yeah, you know. If, if, anyone, if anyone know Doc Holiday, man, look, man. Hey, man, look, 
If you wasn't in the loop, man, look, get out the way. But you 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 had watches, bro. I was yeah. I didn't know about the watch oh, thing, yeah. man. I, I had the watches and I had to watch you and the group. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, but go ahead, brother. God damn. I just I'm like, damn, I could have had a watch, but yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah. But uh man, and, and that right there, you know, I mean, you know, learning that 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 skill there, you know, and it and it took me, you know, to a totally different level, you know. And like I say, I always kept my ears to the street. And whenever I heard of someone, you know, having something that, you know, someone else may need, you know, hey, I'll put those plays together, you know, and, and make it work. And, and come and, and as you said, man, coming from that and, you know, struggling yeah. to where you are now, uh, you owned a barbershop. I did. You know, talk about, as I say, because this show, man, it's not only about owning businesses. It's about overcoming obstacles. It's about chasing your dreams. It's about having a vision. I want to do that. I'm going to do this and making it happen. So, Talk about the mentality you had to have, man. Well, you know what? I'm cutting hair, but I want to have my own barbershop, man. Talk about that process and the steps you had to take in order to make that happen. Well, I remember, you know, um, once I left home, you know, from cutting hair, and then I, I linked up with my partner, Marcus, a.k.a. Hoss, um, and uh, I ended up over at Harris Barbershop, you know. In um, South Memphis. In South Memphis. Yeah, Hoss talked about that yeah, on the, yeah, on the, on the previous did. episode. Did, yeah, you know. Did. I mean, the saloon. The saloon. Yeah, the swinging saloon. Yeah, the swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The swinging saloon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I was there with him, and, and, and just like, you know, he explained in, in the previous show, uh, um, you know, with his cousin, you know, uh, Napoleon, out in North Memphis, you know. Uh, he introduced me to Napoleon, and, and, and they showed me some things, you know, uh, over there with Napoleon, and I was like, man, I, I I believe I can get with that, you know. So I took my talents, you know, over to North Memphis with Napoleon, and, and they showed me how to get the money and everything like that, you know. And, hey, I, I ran with it, you know. So And and once, you know, hey, I, I felt like, you know, I was a flower, you know, a pot, I mean, a flower in a, uh, in a pot, you know, a small pot, not a small pot, but, you know, a, a decent-sized pot, and I wanted to expand my thing, you know, and take it a little bit bigger, you know, and that's what I did, you know. I think from listening to you, man, and what you told me about Napoleon and and his and his dad at his oh, shop, uh, they really, you know, showed you how to be a businessman oh, other yeah. than just being a barber. Oh yeah, Mr. Napoleon, man, he he showed us great things, you know, everybody that came in contact with him. Mr. Napoleon, you know, he he showed me, you know, look, you know, during the during during business hours, if, if my time of operation is at nine, I need my barbers in here at least by eight fifteen. You know, I don't want my barbers walking in here with the customers. You know, so hey, I, I made it my point. You know, that's what I was going to do on Saturday. If time was six o'clock, you need us in there five forty-five. You know, let's make it happen. You know, if uh, you didn't come in at that time, you know, it'd be a bad misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anybody know Napoleon? You know, and, and you know, and and. Hearing you say that, so Mr. Napoleon to you is like Mr. Harris is to Hoss, and it's important for all of us, I mean, to have mentors because we can't do it on our own. And I tell people, man, they see me on sports, but, you know, Jarvis Greer, man, he, he taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, we all need that, but the thing about it is that we can't be selfish enough not to look back and try to help somebody. Oh, so yeah. you, got, you, you, you got some help from Mr. Napoleon. Showed you not only because you had the barbering skills, but as you said, he showed you how to get the money, and you be you you get the money. He also showed you how to set the price oh, yeah. as well. So going from that to now, okay, I want to I want to open my own uh, barbershop. What what was your mentality and the steps you had to take to get that? Because a lot of people say they want to own a business, but hell, they don't know how to they don't know what to do or how to go by owning a business. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, being raised by a single mother, you know, and the, the blueprint wasn't given to me. 
you know, uh, I had to pretty much learn trial and error, you know, and uh, I took I took some L's, which was a lesson, you know, a lot will say a loss, but it was a lesson, you know, and I, I took those lessons and, and, and built off of that, you know, uh, and, and continued to grow, you know, so I mean, just like, you know, I, I was saying before, well, I didn't get a chance to say, yeah, I own my own business, you know, uh, it was called Q's Hair Gallery and uh, in the Whitehaven area. So, uh, man, I, I was there five years of my life, you know, and uh, I enjoyed it, you know, but I mean, it was almost like, you know, sometimes, you know, raising grown children, you know. So, and I got to a place where, you know, man, look, hey, my spirit was weird. I didn't have that, that, that real good support system that I felt like I needed, you know, and I wanted to take a step back, you know, to be able to look at this thing in widescreen. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, hey, come in contact with my cousin, you know, and a lot of people know him in the city, you know, Curtis Gibbons, you know. Uh, man, hey, like I said, take a step back and look at it widescreen, and I talked to Cuz. He was like, man, come on out east, man, you know, and from that point there, shoot. My boy Hoss, you know, he made the move, and we linked up, you know, and, and, and did some great things together. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been rolling ever since, man. But going back to Q's Hair Gallery, yeah. and I want to, you know, because owning a business, as I said, people think it's just, I'm on a business. You know, I'm just going to do it. Like, no, it, it's a whole process. Was there ever a point? Because I, I know it was. Oh, yeah, for and sure. He was like, man, damn this, man. This oh, is yeah. just too much. Because I think you had a situation where you ain't just really know everything you should have known. And you should have got some insurance, but you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell the folks about that, man. Because... Oh. You have to really know what the hell you're doing when you say I'm just gonna own a business. Because oh, yeah. I mean, Hall said it in the in the previous episode, all the steps he had to take that he didn't know. So tell the people about that and one of those L's you took as far as when you owned the Q's hat, because mama came and kinda of wiped you out there, oh, bro. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I mean, well, hey, like I'm gonna say, you know, hey, my mom say and you you hear folks say you build it, they'll come. You know, once again, you know, that was that was one of those people I didn't want to come, but I mean <laughs> Who's this guy that you didn't want to come? Man, I, I don't know. You know, I mean Mr. Thievery? Yeah, yeah, one of those guys. Defty Cleft? <laughs> yeah. So I mean he came in, man, wiped me out, you know, and not just me, you know, the, the barbers and the stylists that were in the shop, you know, and at that time there, you know, by me just opening, you know, I didn't have uh the insurance and stuff like that. I said, well, look, let me go ahead on and work a couple of months and then I'm going to go ahead on and, and, and take care of that part of it, you know? And, uh, man, shoot, he didn't give me enough time, you know? <laughs> and, uh, he came in and really showed me what it was about, you know? I mean, slow feet, you know? So, I mean, I had to go ahead on and pick up those feet, you know, and it ended up costing me about $5,000, you know, my hard earned money now to go ahead on and replace, you know, everybody's stuff that, that was taken in that situation. Lesson learned, though. Lesson learned, because sure. it, that's what I was saying. It, 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 this ain't the, this not the this not the guy that came to the shop that time and walked off his steps. Oh uh, man, no, that's that a different was, guy. Yeah, that's he a walked, different guy. Now you walked know, off his steps and he know I'm coming back. I don't. You need a cut? No, uh, I'm really. I'm just counting my steps yeah. so I know when I get on the roof how far to come down. Oh yeah, he came in there. You know that guy there. You know, I mean, I've been broken into a couple of times. You know, and with that right there, you know, no knock on. You know, Memphis finest. You know, I mean, they do solve their cases, but. You know, I didn't want to wait on Memphis Finest, and I took it upon myself and found it myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, you did. You I know, did. Which, which, you know, yeah, you did. I you did. you, you got did. your stuff back. I got my stuff and back. I, and I say that because you're going to have setbacks. Oh, yeah. But a lot of times people have their first setback and they just quit, man. Like I tell people, man, I, I, you see me on TV, hell, I've been fired a couple of times. I made a, a whole bunch of mistakes. You know, a, a whole bunch of mistakes, but you just can't, you can't stop. So when you have those step backs, I mean, those setbacks, what do you 
what did you do to sit back and look, you know, look at yourself like, okay, man, I just can't stay right here. I got to keep it pushing because it, t- it takes a different kind of mindset to keep it pushing, especially when you take an L like that. Yeah, you know, and, and right there when I took those setbacks like that, I remember what my dad said, you know, back in the day, you know, he would always have these sayings, you know, and I still use them to the day. You know, I had to continue to move a muscle, make a hustle, you know. So that's what I did. You know, I kept moving, you know. And going from owning Q's Hair Gallery. Oh, yeah. Now you move on and you hook up with your boy house. Now you 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 do barbering, but I mean, if like I said, I ain't never seen anybody that knows how to make money better than you, bro. You you done sold pretty much every damn thing. I mean, you almost sold me back to me one day. I was like, <laughs> you selling me to me? I, I know me. I know I, I know somebody you like Doc. I said, yeah, me. You almost made me come out of my pocket because you're such a good salesman, man. So talk about all the different things you've had your hand in because you sold candles. Motorbikes. I, I ain't got to say it. You say it, man. Man, I've, I've sold candles, you know. I mean, I used to make them, you know. Uh, we get off from the barbershop, you know, in, in the evening time and go home late nights and sit up to 3, 4 in the morning, you know, making candles and everything like that. You know, I would sell them individually. Then I got to a place where, you know, I was selling them in bulk. Uh, that was one of the things, man. I used to sell uh, many motorcycles and four-wheelers, you know, trying to make, you know, things, you know, I mean, make things work. But my thing was, you know, when I was out there doing what I was doing, you know, and, and the thing that I was buying and selling and stuff like that, I wasn't just thinking about me. I thought about the family. You know, I remember the struggles that my mom went through with, you know, raising us and everything. And, and I wanted to get to a level to where, you know, I didn't want my mom to have to really want for anything like that, you know, or my brothers and stuff. So uh, that's the reason why, you know, I, I continue to grind, you know, even with, you know, buying and selling cars. I saw that was an avenue because I had a love and a fetish for vehicles. My grandmother, you know, God rest her soul, she used to tell me all the time that, you know, I was like my grandfather, you know. And uh, he was one of those guys, you know, he would have to get him a new Cadillac every six to eight months, you know. So that was me. That's still you. I oh, mean, yeah, still man, me to you, you know, I, everybody know who to call, man, where to call if you need you okay. need something, you know, legally, because they always had a receipt to everything. You go to the barbershop, they always they always got the receipt to things. They can get their hands on everything, but they always got a uh, <clears throat> got a receipt to a things. Receipt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 of what you can get, but mm-hmm. just just seeing that hustle and that entrepreneurial spirit, man. That, I, that's why I say it's important for people to see that and to hear that and the, and and having the grind and just having the fortitude to deal with L's. Now, I don't want to say too much. You might want to say it quick. I can tell people, man, I, I, I've been in a low point. I came back from uh, doing TV in, in Kentucky, man. You know, uh, my contract was up. I didn't want to resign. I came back home with my wife and kids. Hell, I was homeless. Oh, yeah. You know, my dad let me live. If, if As a grown man with your whole family, that's, I felt bad, bro. You know, my dad let me live there. And his wife, now, you know, his new, you know, his wife, they let me live, let, let us live there for about a month. But even though I was there a month, it just felt, as a man, it, it, it tore you down, man, because your whole family lay, laying on top of one another. So we was technically homeless, but I pulled myself out of that situation because you know, you man, you, you, we grown men, man. We black men, we strong. Oh, yeah, you got to sure. be warriors. So I had to pull myself out of that. I'm pretty sure you've been in a situation like that before as well. Oh, yeah, man. I've, I've been in quite a few situations, you know, uh, like that before, you know, and losing money and uh, losing the confidence, you know, of your family. Uh, with some of the uh, bad decisions and stuff that I've made, you know. That's life, uh, and, though. And thinking about the yeah. family, you know. But I understand that that's, that's life, you know, and things like that are going to happen. You know, I mean, you know, you're going to have some failures out here, you know. But you learn from them. You dust yourself off. You get back up and you try it again. You know, you keep moving your feet. You know, 
And they, they see these stories are important to tell to me because, as I said, I'm all about positivity, especially showing positive images of us and especially showing positive images of black men. Like black women, we love y'all, but black men, we just taking it. Man, we taking the ass whooping right now, yeah. brother. We getting our heads beat in everywhere, man. They not showing us who we truly are because I tell people, man, you turn the TV on, man, you'll think all we do is sell dope. We we, we ain't no damn good. You know what I'm saying? We stealing stuff. Oh, no. And majority of people we know ain't like that. No, no, no. But that's what TV gives us. But it's also important for us to know, like, because I tell people, you see me on TV, man, but I got a, I got a story, man. I've been fired. I've made all kinds of mistakes. I've been damn near homeless. I've been hungry, man. For at one point, I couldn't buy but one pair of slacks. You know what I'm saying? I had to wear a couple of pairs of slacks for the same for three years because you got a family. So we all deal with something, and you've dealt with something, and you've always been able to fight back and build yourself back up because I just seen you went, man, you know, I ain't counting your pockets, but. Dang, bro, I ain't going to need that one day. I was like, man, this boy, I, I got into the wrong. I'm a football player, TV. This cat selling. He cutting hair. He got a $400,000 house, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, dang. And even with that, you know, and, and, and I always, you know, I, I make a joke out of certain things, you know. And I, I have this saying, you know, with my clients, you know, I don't cut your hair to please uh, you. You know, I cut your hair to please your wife, your girlfriend, or both. But, you know, hopefully it's, you know, your girlfriend or your wife, you know. But yeah, man. I mean, but still, though. I, I mean, just just doing that and 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 the expertise you have and the professionalism and things you've had to overcome and get to this point now. Because as I say, now you're working at the TBZ Zone. You with you you with Mr. Britman. Y'all doing some great things. Yeah. Uh, but you're still continuing to hustle. Still continue to overcome obstacles. And that's you know that's really the final message I want for people to get from you. What message would you give? Anybody that's listening and watching, man, and when you you have a vision and you have a dream, it may not materialize the way you think it's supposed to materialize, and you may take some L's, but you have to keep going and keep pushing through. What what message would you give that person that's watching? Trust the process. Trust the process. You know, I have, you know, quite a few people, you know, depending on me, you know, uh, to make it. I have three children, you know, 22, one getting ready to be 15 years old and my baby girl will be seven and you know I don't want to I don't want them to be able to look at dad you know just like you know I used to look at my parents coming up you know I always want to you know be that, that that shining light for them to let them know that you know they can do it you know come to come to daddy you know go to mama you know if you need anything you know when you come to us we should be able to you know be able to do for you Go to Pop Pop. Oh, go yeah, to Poppy. Sure. Go to Black Man. Mm -hmm. Royal Black Man. Successful mm -hmm. Black Man. Anything else you want. And I hate to turn black. I'm going to say that again. Man, I hate to turn black. I mean, I ain't. Y'all Y'all get mad because we ain't black. This black. Yeah. It's brown. You know, it's that cold brown. It's that melanin, man. It's that cocoa, man. It's that copper color, man. You black as oh, a yeah. steak, man. But that's for a whole different conversation. Oh, yeah. That's for a different Doc Holiday. So, because oh, yeah, you're going to yeah. get that too. You know, you so just now. You will get that too. <laughs> Trust me. You will get yeah. that too. But. I just want to thank anything else you want to add, man, before we wrap up this edition of the Doc Holiday Show with the great Quentin McGowan, a.k.a. Man. Q. First off, you know, I want to thank the most high God, you know, and I also want to thank Doc Holiday, you know, for allowing me to come here and uh, talk about, you know, some of the things, you know, I've been through in my life, you know, on his platform. You know, I also thank my brother, you know, he's behind the scene, ISF Production. ISF you Production. Know, uh, uh, thank my mom, you know. Uh, anybody that was influential in my life, you know, in order for me to get to the next level, you know, aunts, uncles, you know, those strong figures, you know, in my life, you know, good friends. I, I've always, you know, centered myself around a group of strong people that, you know, can help me and also me help them. And I just want to thank all those people. You know. 
Damn, man, what, what you and Hoss get these damn Emmy award-winning speech closes from, man? <laughs> At the end of that, I want to thank the, the Academy. I want to thank everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm just glad y'all didn't start calling names because you know how that is. You leave uh, a name out, Cat going to be Cat gonna be mad, man. Yeah. So I appreciate you, Mr. Quentin McGowan, Mr. Q. Yes, this going to do it for this edition of the Doc Holiday Show as you – Say, as I say, it's all about uplift, man. You see another great story from a guy, Quentin McGowan. Q. Hey, you all need to quit, keep tuning in. And also, as I'm going to keep saying now, this show is recorded. Sometimes we're going to go live, but right now it's recorded in the state-of-the-art ISF Productions with my guy Cassius McGowan because not only do we do shows here, he's on his podcast, he does videos, he does commercials, he does all those things. Oh, and photography too, guys. How he got started by oh, taking yeah, pictures. Sure. He go to the pictures, and you know, pictures ain't video, ain't number pictures that just go really, really fast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But check out my guy ISF Productions. But thank you all for watching the Doc Holiday Show. As I say, am I plugging him? You got dang right, I'm plugging him because he's my brother. Am I plugging Q because he's my brother? We got to plug one another. Yeah. We have to support one another. And just so you'll know that this show is about us and it's for us. No negativity. We ain't doing none of that. We ain't doing none of that. It's all about uplift. It's all about positivity for us because we need us, man. We got the whole world going against us, so we got to help one another out. So we got to support one another, man. So if you watch the show, I appreciate it. If you don't watch watch the show, I still appreciate it. So you still need to turn back and uplift and lift up someone else. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Doc Holiday Show. Thank you all so much for watching. Watching. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Haul ass. Get gone. We'll come back. <laughs>